welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And we have a very special guest in the house tonight. John Granite from Network Music Group is here to join us. John, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. And as a, as a former camp director and camp counselor myself, I have a special affinity for this film. <laughs> Uh, and the film that he is talking about is Meatballs. We're done with Child's playing Chucky. And on to summer. Because as we remember last week, it's summer everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Summer 79. <laughs> John, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, being a camp director, camp counselor. What, what was that like? Was it just like this movie? This is so historically accurate, it's not even funny. <laughs> I basically thought this was a documentary. Uh, <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> Were you in It was movie? just like this in Chicago in the 70s. Yes. <laughs> I look great for 70. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it, you know, it, it was interesting because I did direct this camp. It was in a... Northeast, like Massachusetts, up in like the Berkshires, and it was like a super hippie camp. So there are like very similar camp vibes. I mean, without like all the casual sexism, but otherwise it was pretty close. <laughs> That's which, good. Which it was all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a gentler, easier time. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, well, you know, that's why we wanted to have you on, because I, uh, I know you also love these kind of 80s movies. I know this is 79, but it's like... It's right on the edge. It's right up in there, kind of. Um, so why don't we uh, dive into the old meatballs and find out what Bill Murray is up to at this summer, this camp, this summer camp. You saw what he did to Saturday night. Now watch Bill Murray demolish summer. See, 300 kids from the city escape to the woods for a summer of wholesome fun in the sun. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Sarah, are you wearing or are you expecting an assassination attempt? <laughs> are you ready for the summer, you guys? Are you ready for the summer? We gotta say right off the bat, uh, that song is awesome. <laughs> that song is really annoying. Don't fight me on this. It's the best song ever. I remember like several, our first series that we ever did, American Tale, you were saying like, oh, those kids singing voices are so annoying. Like this is 10 times worse than any other children singing we've heard oh, but so it's far. It's just so fun. Because it's like a like hundred of them. Yeah. There's an innocence to it. Yeah, and like I felt like this instant nostalgia that with this opening montage. Like, okay, let me start off by the bat saying, like, I had not seen this movie. So this is the first time I'm watching the movie. Only heard about it. Same. Um, and this song, uh, you know, which was the composer, uh, written by the composer Elmer Bernstein, uh, who is awesome, by the way. Um, uh, it just brought like this instant joy and nostalgia, and you get you see this like montage of all these people working at the camp, getting set up, and I was like, I never seen this movie, but I'm already feeling like, oh, I remember it like this, you know. Even well, though, what was your camp experience? Uh, church camp. 
Um, also church camp. Yeah. Like for how long did you go? I feel like it was not, this movie makes it seem like it's for like the entire summer. I also went to Boy Scout camps. Yeah, Boy Scout camp. So Boy Scout camp was either like a week and I feel like maybe church camp was sometimes two weeks because I do remember my parents coming once uh, to visit and that does seem like a weird thing for it to be if it was only one week. I can't remember. But I remember camp being really fun and also. (laughs) I never went for more than a week. Yeah, Yeah, me neither. Did anyone else watch it? Because I. Because I watched it through the Amazon, yeah. there's the x-ray thing, uh-huh. and it flipped down at the very beginning, and it showed me that Lisa Loeb sang that song. Uh, what? So I'm guessing there was a cover, but I would love to hear her cover of that song. <laughs> so if a... anyone has heard that, yeah, please. Do you have it queued up right now, Justin? No, I please don't. Please play but... and then write in to the show or something. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Do we, if, have a, do we have a, is there a live phone? Yeah. Can we get a caller? Can we get a caller? <laughs> we, we could get a caller. Let's get a caller. We, we got Lisa no. on the line. Yeah. Hello, uh, Miss Loeb. Someone in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. It'll be too late by the time you hear this probably, fair, but fair, if you fair. go to, uh, if you go to our Instagram right now, you can hear that cover on our uh, story. Oh, really? Because uh, th- that's the one that's on Spotify. Oh. <laughs> the regular s- the soundtrack is not on Spotify. There's a contract dispute with the North Star kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, demanded, they uh, they've demanded their masters back, and they're in a, a big dispute. They've realized the there were no waivers whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'm> done. <laughs> they have 70 of the 75 kids on board. The other five are holding out. Yeah, for a couple of the parents got involved. <laughs> it's, it's typical. Typical. <laughs> Uh, well, we're talking meatballs. Um, we're Bill, talking meatballs. <laughs> here's a great recipe for meatballs. <laughs> One, Bill Murray, <laughs> summer, and a camp. Yeah. We're done. Um, no, but this is Bill Murray's uh, first film starring role. Yeah. Um, and that was fun to see. You kind of get to see some of the start of his uh, personality. There's some, there's some classic, classic Bill Murray here, and then there's also a lot of him being way more manic than... Yes. <laughs> Uh, you he becomes accustomed to. He's pretty wild. Like yeah. you heard in the in the trailer clip, he, there's scenes where he's just screaming nonsense. <laughs> that, I should have put the subtitles on. I didn't know what he was yeah. saying there. The intro at the beginning, and then when he, it's like it was hard for me to tell like how much might have been scripted and how much was him just like mm-hmm. riffing completely. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was it's him and, and Harold Ramis was one of the writers, and those guys like would go on and you know mm-hmm. stripes, Caddyshack, like all mm-hmm. through, but. I'm always curious, like, I would love to know how much was Bill Murray just riffing on that stuff and how much was him, you know. I feel like in this movie there was probably a lot of riffing. Yeah. Um, I. It seems like that he is, ju- they're just like, just go. Like, just keep going for it. I watched the uh, director's commentary. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, What yeah. did Ivan have to say? Ivan and uh, I think Doug Adams. Wait, not Doug Adams. What was the other guy's the Hitchhiker's name? Guide? Yeah. Dan Goldberg. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said Doug Adams, I was like, no, that's not right. Um, <laughs> Ivan Reitman and Dan Goldberg were doing the uh, commentary. And, yeah, there was lots of conversation about Bill Murray, obviously. Um, it was, you know... They said, like, oh, this scene is totally the scene where he is uh, getting interviewed by the guy mm. who's, for whatever reason, is there to inter- interview children <laughs> going to summer camp. Oh, for that, because it was the, it was the super wealthy yeah, it was camp, camp, camp Mohawk, which camp cost, Mohawk, a, which cost a thousand dollars a week. Like, yeah, we have uh, Yasser Arafat coming in for a week with the kids. <laughs> that I mean, was a was, great bit. I like that. That was so right. over the top. I was improvised. improvised. Here's again. Then the final week, a sexual awareness week, <laughs> where we give each kid $200 and bring in all high class hookers. 
from around the world. From around the world. I also love the like, uh, yeah, the kids wanted pets, so uh, this year we're going to send them all out into the forest to kill their own wild bear. <laughs> and the, and the, the oh, uh, is reporter's that safe? like, oh my god, are they going to be able to handle that? And he's like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray is basically the beating heart of this movie. Yeah. And uh, apparently they had, you know, written the script in like one month and then that tracks started filming without knowing whether or not Bill Murray was going to be in the movie. Oh wow. Uh, and I think he showed up, they said he showed up on day three. Like they, they were like, just like, we're going to go. It needs to be Bill Murray. Otherwise I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he showed up last minute. Yeah. I read that there's like this vanity fair. They do those oral histories of the movie and they were mm-hmm. talking about how like all the Canadian kids that are in this movie, like thought it was going to be Dan Aykroyd. And they were like, Oh my God, we get to be in a movie with Dan Aykroyd. And then Bill Murray showed up and they were like, Oh, that guy. Like, cause he hadn't really been in a movie yet. Like he had just been on Saturday night live yeah. like recently. And so they were just like, Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. Is this, so I was trying to figure this out because this is one of those movies that like Justin said, it feels like familiar, but it also has like the formula for the summer camp movie. And it might be the first one. The other one that I could track down was parent trap. Parent trap. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Parent trap. I mean, but thankfully that's an all girls camp. So yeah. you don't have like, <laughs> you know, the worst that they do is they do put, you know, they mess up the people's cabins or put them outside or whatever. Like they yeah. also do in this movie. But uh, yeah, there's none of this horrible I sexism think, I think it's the, and or sex. The first one that kind of has like, it's, it's after animal house, but it, like it finds summer camp of being that intersection of where, adults are still like have one toe in the pool of adolescence because they're still hanging around kids. And like, so it's, it's a way to get Bill Murray in there acting like he's in high school. Yeah. But still being an adult and around kids. And it has issues uh, Mm -hmm. for sure, but it also um, is a really classic formula that, works in a lot of movies. I mean, my version of this movie is What Hot American Summer, and I didn't realize how much it is, is parodying <laughs> that, that movie, movie and, the, and, the, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. pulling from this movie. Yeah, I mean, there's no Wet Hot American Summer without this yeah, film. Yeah, not at all. But, but, I mean, I think what was great was that this film, like, like combined, there is, like, the, like, a little bit of the raunch, but there's also, like, even just from the score, which has that, like, 70s Carpenters vibe, uh-huh. there's this, like, heartfelt sort of nostalgia, like, right when you start watching, listening, like you were saying, like, the opening. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the whole score was, like, very, like, whoa. Like, it's like that, it's like a very non-romantic but loving, you know, like, yeah. his relationship with Rudy was very, like, friendship, which was, like, runs counter to, like, the guys are trying to run a panty raid. Completely two different sides of this guy. He's like, yeah. oh, I see this kid who's really lonely and doesn't fit in, so I'm going to take him under my wing. But then also like, all right, kid, you know, take yourself back to your cabin. I'm going to go like, yeah, run the panty raid or go do, take take all the counselors on a debaucherous like, like overnight camping trip. Or let's whatever. go get laid before the race. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's probably a function of the fact that like the script was originally – uh, you know, supposed to be just about the CITs uh-huh. and uh, throughout the filming, like they decided to kind of like make it more about Bill Murray and Rudy mm-hmm. Tipper or yeah. Tripper, 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 Tripper. Yeah. Sorry. Tripper, Tripper, and, Gore. <laughs> Tripper, Gore. <laughs> Tripper and Rudy. And a lot of those scenes uh, with Bill Murray and uh, Chris Makepeace, who plays Rudy um, were shot like 
were reshoots later on. Okay. That like a sense. lot of the scenes of just the two of them together to kind of flesh that out because they, when they first cut the movie together, they're like, whoa, we don't have a story. <laughs> I mean, his relationship reminds me almost a little bit of like that. If you saw like the way, way back, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. where he kind of like pulls him aside and I, it, to pull on my camp director. <laughs> like that was actually a thing where I remember where it was sort of like you would try and like figure out who might have trouble fitting in. And then, like, as a staff, try to, like, give a little special attention, like, pull these kids out who might, like, have trouble fitting in. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, like, struck a nerve. I was like, this is, like, a real thing that, like, if you're trying to be good at the job, you would actually do that. And then it kind of balanced out with, like, you know, all the nonsense and insaneness that was going to happen. Well, and it plays into, like, that kind of 80s Revenge of the Nerds, um, oh. like, kind of underdog. like, But, like, it's in, in a more heartfelt way where it's, like, it's okay if you don't fit in. Like, it's you can be a weirdo. You know, it's, like, those types of things are trying to be said in this movie. Or at least it's, it's making the attempt to do that. Sure, with Spaz? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, is his name Spaz? <laughs> Or they just call him that. And is that a retro thing that his dad has the tape on the glasses? No. Yeah, it's like, genetic. It's Breaking genetic. your glasses is genetic. <laughs> like, that's right. Like, it was passed genetic, down. Bro. Like, you got to tape your glasses too, son. This, yeah. is, this is how in the Spaz family we wear our glasses. <laughs> just so silly. The guy who plays Spaz is actually the casting director uh, uh-huh. for the film. I don't know if you guys knew that. No. What? Commentary notes. Sorry. For this film? Yeah. Huh. He was actually the casting director. They were fi- finding a hard time. Uh, they were having a hard time finding someone for that role because, you know, a lot of these other CITs, they just put like open casting announcement right. in Canada uh, where it was filming and got all these random people. There's a, there's a lot of a boots in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. I, and I guess Jack Bloom, who plays Spaz, had the idea of doing the like glasses with the tape on it. And, uh, they, and they were like, just go with it. That run works. with it. Yeah, do it. There was one scene... Because I knew it was a Canadian movie, but there's one scene when when Rudy's, like, attempting to run away right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. where, like, I think Rudy has Canadian money, and then Bill Murray (laughs) pays with American money, (laughs) and it was, like, the one, like, slip up where I was, like... I was like, mm. I wonder where this is actually yeah. supposed to be said. <laughs> I was like, and did they make Rudy pay for it with his own shit? Like, <laughs> I mean, he was escaping early, so yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he never even returned his Greyhound ticket. Like, how much? He lost $69 or That's whatever. Is that what that sign said? That's a lot. Canadian yeah. dollars. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of loonies. Uh, so this was actually cool. Um, watching the movie, I was like... I was like, oh, my God, there's, like, so many people on screen a bunch of these times. Um, And then listening back through the commentary, um, it turns out, you know, they filmed at, like, an actual running camp in the summer. Oh, wow. For four weeks or whatever. So they ruined a bunch of kids' summer vacation. Yeah. Where it's like, no, you can't go down to the docks today. Like, Bill Murray's down there. Like, I hate Bill Murray. I just want to get in a canoe. (laughs) Yeah, he said that, they said on the commentary that, like, they were really excited about it for, like, the first week. And then by week two, they were like, yeah, okay, can you just stop? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're bored already. Yeah, they were. I heard they were, like, slashing the tires of the uh, onset carts and stuff like that and, like, started effing around with the crew like to try and like make the movie go away <laughs> it's That's just a, i mean kids gotta yeah. love it it's just a cool way to make a like low budget movie look really big with having like you know they, there's a shots of this the huge like lunch hall mess hall where everyone's eating and there's just like a million people in there it looks yeah. like which is really cool yeah and when you want gossip you can 
start we chanting. We want gas. We want gas. That was hot gas. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that kind of stuff feels like something that would happen at a real camp. There's definitely gossip, but I don't think it would be announced like it, that. Yeah, I mean, like I remember stuff like that, but not at a camp where there were like also six year olds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that was where you're just like, huh? Yeah, it's a pretty wide ranging camp. Uh, yeah, usually it was like you know middle school kids. Elementary school. Yeah, the yes. camp I ran was was just it was like senior high. It was like just high school kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not going to be just, like preschool. To- it's like five year olds <laughs> to twenty five year olds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting that you literally the actual counselors you saw like maybe for like four minutes of screen time. Yeah, like it was all the CITs and you almost forgot that they were actual counts. You know, like right. you saw like two people. Yeah, like by the end of the movie, I'm pretty sure the. Only counselors were like Bill Murray and um, what's her face? Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. But they were like the only counselors. And then Morty or whatever was the camp director. But there were no other counselors. Like they were all CITs. Yeah. Right. You feel like a, a, a slight bit of sympathy for Morty. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, hey, like, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You got to have the foil. But like at some, it's like I love the pranks, but also I was like. I mean, he seems like a decent. He didn't do guy. anything bad. You got to have him do at least one or two bad things <laughs> so that Bill Murray torturing him seems like slightly justified. But yeah, they yeah. didn't bother with any of that. Yeah, it's like let's still... torture him for no reason. <laughs> he's still just the goofy authority guy. Yeah. He doesn't need to like actually mess anything up. He could just be like, we just fuck with him because he's above us. You know. Like, I think it was the stupid buttons. If he didn't wear the fucking <laughs> yeah. buttons, yeah, they'd be fine. He's got to lose the buttons. And he was always like, my name's Morty. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, and maybe this was it. Like, you know, it was it was impressive how, like, when they would set up his bunk somewhere outside, mm-hmm. like, it had all of, like, his nightstand. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Every time. And, and there were, like, 18 pill bottles. <laughs> Precisely. Like, that was, I was like, why were there so many pill bottles? <laughs> like, probably a bit of a hypochondriac. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or he's, uh, he's having a long summer, you guys. <laughs> like, a very long summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they, uh, they kidnap Mickey. And I'm going to call him Mickey. Yeah. Uh, And they they move him in all these different places. And one of my favorite things is like the night where the first night where they sneak in, you don't quite know what they're doing. They're like, like, he's not going to fit on the door trip. And he's just like, flip him. And then they they flip him sideways and carry him out the door. Yeah. And I love that too. Because in in the commentary, they're like, uh, none of that was faked. We actually strapped him to the bed and carried him (laughs) all night like that. And you're like, you know how hard that is to do? Flip them, flip him like that. And it's not fake. Like the dude is actually in the bed <laughs> what about when when chipper goes in and like wakes them all up to pull the prank and they're all getting up and was it hardware mm-hmm. he he's wearing his tool belt when <laughs> yeah. he gets out of bed and the handkerchief <laughs> he's hardware yeah i was like what he he's does. literally in like his briefs in a in a leather tool belt if if that was uh if this was uh animal house it would be like the the still over the credits of what happened to hardware is like tried out 95 times for the village people <laughs> <laughs> and i'm saying if you want to get in there like that's the dedication that you need mm-hmm. you wear that tool bed tool belt to bed <laughs> um i was telling them before this that there's like a lot of child star check-ins so mm-hmm. since we're talking about hardware let's just okay. child star check-in let's on hardware um his dedication to like that role maybe showed because he went on to be like the most successful actor out of all of these no-name canadian kids <laughs> that they hired and um matt craven who played hardware is in tons of things as a character actor and he's pretty much almost always like a cop a sheriff or like a army colonel or something like that was he a teacher on Degrassi 
Maybe, but uh, <laughs> he was a he was a colonel in X Men First Class. He was a the sheriff in Sharp Objects. He's been on NCIS. He's been on oh, wow. Order and all these like every single thing. He's been like a various cop of some sort. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I was looking through the IMDb, and there's a bunch of the CITs that like were only in meatballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing else. Oh yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, and even though he's not a child, Morty, who was played by Harvey Atkin, he went on to do tons and tons of voices. But I liked that he was King Koopa in all of the Mario animated oh. shows, which I totally used to watch because they're great. That's so funny. Uh, I can hear it now. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, what else do you guys want to talk about? You want to go through some of your favorite scenes or what does CIT mean? Counselor, Counselor in training. training. Oh. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I thought you said did you, you went to camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you even watch the movie? Show I watched it. it. Let's see the records. Yeah. <laughs> Show me your camp yeah, documentation because right. I am not buying Colin this up his dad all. and mom. By the way, the camp that I worked at was like super hippie, so they didn't have CITs. They were called spirits. Oh, my God. And they, and wait for it. Wait for it. They represented the spirit of the year before. Oh. Yeah. That's very yeah. Okay. yeah. That's fucking You right. guys must have had some amazing granola. It was fantastic. So what did you become when you uh, graduated from being a spirit? Was God. It... <laughs> did you become corporeal forms? You, uh, you just had to leave. <laughs> you became dead. You floated on. You got exercised. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um. Bill Murray, man, uh, he, you know, he, we were talking about the CITs, uh, um, you know, being a lot of like people, just random people from Canada that maybe mm-hmm. only did one, one uh, movie here. Um, and Bill Murray like wanted to give uh, some of them like some extra, extra scenes. So he wrote like a couple scenes and one of them is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie um, where, uh, you know, it's like Lance Cashman and uh, I think his name is Crockett. Lance Cashman sucks. <laughs> yeah, Lance Cashman and Crockett are just like working on some boats. Oh, and, yeah, and uh, she pulls. Yeah, yeah and, Can- and he's like, oh, man, Candace totally. Lance, Lance is like, Candace loved me, man. She's so cool. And like Candace pulls up in a boat and asks for Crockett. And she drives off. And he's like, what are you doing? And the, the whole time she's screaming like, I just wanted to get you alone so I can let you know that I think <laughs> I think I like you. Yeah. <laughs> She's very forward. She's like, I think you're very attractive and you're the only person in this camp I want to spend yeah, time right, with. Right. And Lance Cashman sucks. <laughs> He's a total jerk off. <laughs> and uh, I just love this scene because she's just like screaming, looking straight forward because she's driving a boat yeah. like in real life. And it's loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And apparently there was a cameraman just sitting on the front of the yeah, boat. Yeah, like, that's the oh only way. God. With nothing else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, and if you, and if, you win the, if you win in the water, I bet they didn't have a second camera. Yeah, exactly. It's just such a fun scene. scene. Um, And her performance, and and then Crockett is just so excited. uh, It felt like very real, and it was also like strong. There was like one representation of like strong female. Yeah, one of the only. Yeah, (laughs) there were a few. few. Yeah, I watched this with my girlfriend, and she was she cringed a bit. I'm not gonna. There's some cringing, but I was like, I kept being like, it was the '70s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Candace. Uh, we'll check in with her now. Uh, Sarah Torgov, she did a few more movies, but she now is primarily an illustrator of children's books. Ooh, good and job. she is married to the guy who produced Psych. Oh, wow. <laughs> the television. Pineapples. Nice. Yeah, and Crockett, um, Russ 
Barham. This is one of my favorite ones because he he did some more plays and movies and things, and he still produces plays or directs them sometimes locally. But his job is that he's like a Pulitzer Prize nominated uh, commerce and financial journalist. Writes for like Wall Street Journal and like Forbes. Oh damn! And he was hired by both Ford and Boeing to write the hundred year histories of their companies. Oh wow! So you've made investment decisions off Crockett's choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Love that they're being successful in the present day. It warms my heart. Yeah. Warms, if, what about uh, AL? Now I'm super curious about all of yeah. them. Okay. Well, there's always one. There's always one. No, it's not bad. Uh, AL, which, why was her name AL? And then sometimes they I called her Al. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for you to be like, exotic dancer. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this movie came out in 1979, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before that even happened, in 1976, she started starred in a basically like a softcore porn uh-huh. musical what? of Alice in Wonderland oh God. She's called Alice in Wonderland uh-huh. yeah well, because she does look like a little girl, and she, but she's in her 20s. Most of these people are in their 20s, even though I'm calling them child stars yeah. again. But, um, so she was in the Alice Porno musical in 76, and prior to the musical coming out, she was on the cover of Playboy, uh-huh. wearing like Whoa. a little Alice dress and holding like a white rabbit bunny stuffed animal, and there were like stuffed animals all around her, and people got really mad because they were like, you're basically promoting child porn <laughs> because she looks 13, yes. even though we understand she's, you know, 20 or whatever she was. Like, she looks very young and you've got her with like literally children's toys <laughs> so it was the, some big hullabaloo about that then the porn musical came out and then she was in this movie how does a porn musical work <laughs> yeah i don't know, I, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> Do we want I, I know it had songs because like all the songs are listed like on the imdb <laughs> are they, as, are, like, they are they are they pun named songs oh, i didn't like i, didn't I mean write i guess them the down. better question is was there a sequel to it would this be a future would this be a future episode through the Is it too soon to ask circuit. if I can come back? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, you know, they, it, as it said in some article, they're like, she somehow did not get the, like, stigma of being a porn star, maybe because, like, was Playboy was pretty classy, and it wasn't, like, I don't think it was a it hardcore was porn. Like, I got, like, from the descriptions, I got the impression that it was kind of, like, not so serious. It's an erotic film labeled as in many of the things. Right. But anyway, um, so she didn't get that stigma, and she went on to be in this movie and other mainstream films she also was in um jackie chan's first movie that i can't remember the name of now um and yeah rumble in the bronx no drunken master uh i forgot <laughs> um i want to say like good guys but i know that's not right that's obviously just the name of well, chucky's there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh there's the good guy and then there's mr nice guy or both jackie chan movies it's but probably good are, guy but those yeah. are those are later on those later okay yeah. never mind anyways it's a jackie chan movie very early on in his career there's a lot of pictures of her with a really young jackie chan okay. um so yeah then now she's just kind of like doing acting here and there, going to a lot of like cons and you know because I guess this Mal- Alice musical is very beloved, beloved. on the circuit. Interesting. Wow. So, so I, the thing that I love about this movie is where it gets into, and maybe this is the first time we see it. I forget if it's. I mean, I forget if it's an Animal House or some of these other '80s movies. But basically, like the Olympiad of the Absurd, where it's just like a bunch of games that adults have to play, and they're kind of random, and it's a competition. Hold on one second. I just realized I never actually said her name, which is oh. horribly offensive. 
<laughs> Her name was Christine DeBell. Okay. <laughs> is. So she's a very you talented know, actress. That okay. girl. I think the, the, the casual sexism just Yeah, out. I didn't want yeah, to just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice porn musical girl. Al. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they called her okay, A.L. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that adds up. That all adds up. Yeah. Everything adds up. I mean, I think the Olympiad thing and, like, this whole camp rivalry stuff is kind of, like, started in this movie. I that, think it did. Like, like Monsters uh, Monsters University has, like, mm. a lot to owe to this movie. Like, there's so... Like, it's one of these movies that I think is... The reason it's so enduring is... I, I always thought it was like, oh, it's Bill Burry's first movie. Like, that's why people, like, talk about it. And it's a, that's why it's in the canon. But there's so much about, like, summer camp film. Like, heavyweights. Like, the, it, it's created a yeah. genre of movies. It started with this one. Yeah. I know that Parent Trap took place at a summer camp. But yes. it's not... It doesn't have all the tropes. It did not have yeah. a competing camp. Yeah it's, yeah. it's like, this is the prototype what you think of as a summer, summer camp, camp movie. movie. Yeah, and I think it's like it's kind of like the more kind-hearted offshoot of like the frat boy movie, but it still has that frat boy mentality. Like it's definitely it's in the same genus of of that of the 80s thing, but it kind of allows for uh, it's a good way for an access point for the actual audience of these movies to see themselves in the movie. Yeah, because I mean, it is teenage boys that go to see these movies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, well, it was like a kindler, gentler, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you would almost think like the title, and if you looked at like the artwork or the poster, uh-huh. like it was going to be like Porky's. way more like tits yeah. and ass, totally like. Yeah. Well, we have to talk about this poster, by the way, because I'm pretty sure some of the girls on the poster are not even in yeah. the movie, no, no. and well, there's neither, never a scene like that. Neither <laughs> is Bill Murray's abs. Yeah, it's Bill Murray <laughs> with his abs, like the Hawaiian shirts open and his abs are there, and the girls are like all over him. Nothing even remotely gross like that happens no. in the movie. Yeah, you watch the movie, and it's like. It's not really that raunchy at all. It's very like it's very kind of like gentle, and there's there's yeah. almost like a, there's a lot of innocence to yeah. this film. I he thought. never crosses the line of hitting on any of those yeah, it's younger like, girls. Yes. Yeah, it's no. very like innocent. So, His only there's like the slight him thing with Roxanne, where like kind of borders on sexual harassment. Yeah, well, there's like yeah. basically a rape in the <laughs> yeah. movie, like there's, very there's early a on. Assault. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's that's a sexual like, assault. Like, borders on sexual assault. Yeah, but thankfully he never assaults any of the younger girls. Yes. So yeah. you win some, you lose, lose some. some. <laughs> yeah, and that scene with the like wrestling assault thing is so weird because I kind of feel like the their relationship after that is like totally normal, and it seems like yeah. The, the one part the one thing that I thought of like, of this is if it was like if it was the camp and they've been going to the camp for all those years. Sure, like they would wrestle like maybe when they were younger. Like yeah. like it was like that's just like, like part of their known relationship her already for two years as yeah. counselors. Anyways, right. but I just think if you were trying to make it like a cute flirty thing, it should have been more cute and less violent. Yeah, like, yeah. It's she very never, violent. Yeah, there, she doesn't seem like she's enjoying it at yeah, any point. She, really. Yeah, which could just be like. And acting. It, it was yeah, really but, like yeah. yeah, like weird. And then and then at the end, he like flips it and like pretends like she's assaulting him. Right. And, and I'm sure like, I'm sure at the time everyone was like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's like the most in my mind. That was the most cringeworthy. Scene. That was the worst scene exactly. in the movie because everything else felt like kind of gentle and innocent. And then you've got that like pseudo Carpenter score kind of running through. Mm-hmm. That's like young love and it's very you know like very sweet and even when it seems to get like a little horn doggy it's almost it's so sort of cartoonish with like Fink being like she wants it and then and then he's like oh you held her hand Oh, that's so great! Yeah, that's a great scene. Oh, yeah. Smash, yeah. Well, no, I, li- 
yeah, yeah, I like that scene a lot. It's like, so sweet. Oh, it's heartwarming. <laughs> well, and later on, like Trip and Roxanne's relationship is fine later yeah, on. Yeah. But this scene just being there to like basically start it off because they barely yeah. talk before that. And this well, is like no, the first this, time well she like, does say he's like, I expect some action this year. To him before. No, no, that wasn't that was a oh, that was oh, yeah, that yeah. girl. That was one of the That was Wendy. Yeah, okay. that was one of the CITs who was yeah. like, Your your guys better bring it. Oh, and then right, that's right. when he's like Spaz is the yeah. one you better watch <laughs> out for. Yeah. She's we a professor of landscape architecture and environmental design at what the University the of British Columbia. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. Make it happen. God bless. I Canadians. think that there's there's something that like it, this movie kind of cemented it, and it was like when I rewatched Ghostbusters two. Uh, uh, not Ghostbusters. Well, Ghostbusters also, and then <laughs> Ghostbusters two also. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that like Bill Murray's cinematic flirting has aged? poorly yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah and i think that at the time it was so against type of what people thought as masculinity it kind of cut across because it's self-deprecating in a way yeah and it's and it's very but it's very persistent and mm-hmm. it's something that qualifies as harassment at this point but at the time it's like well it's bill murray in this thing and like he doesn't have a shot at all so it's just just his his confidence is endearing but it's one of those things that we recognize now is is not okay yeah, it's I manipulative think, now and, we yeah. recognize that. And I think that so many dudes took it as like co-opted it in a oh, way yeah, for sure. that that has that is I, I think that it's it's not a chicken or an egg type thing, but it's definitely reflexive in terms sure. of of seeing that as an example and seeing like uh, the, uh, this is the the wrong thing. I'm not associating Bill Murray with this, but just like these '80s type movies and like that, like oh, I'm just gonna do this and we're, like the 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 frat type movies like it made me think of Brett Kavanaugh like and him just being like yeah like like panty raid and I'm like like that yeah I know that Ghostbusters scene yeah yeah I know what you're talking about yeah I like (laughs) because otherwise like a lot of these movies still hold up and Uh I mean it's interesting too because this is like Ivan Reitman Harold Mm -hmm. Ramis Bill Murray they do this they do stripes Mm -hmm. they do Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that scene, I mean, yeah. to go off top and Ghost, I know exactly when you're mm-hmm. talking about where like she's trying to close the door on him and he like stops and I'm just like, oh, this play is very different now. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, it's, I guess what I'm saying is that I can see why at the time they thought it was okay. I can see where they went misguided. It was never okay. And I think that people have taken it as an example and run with it even further. And that's, it's made it age even more poorly mm-hmm. um and it, it, it's something that that i feel like that there's i haven't seen a ton of think pieces on it but like it's problematic yeah yeah anyway <laughs> so serious it's weird though because yeah like we said bill murray becomes fine later but that weird one scene is so weird but then all yeah. the other relationships between the cits are actually like pretty decent like i feel yeah. like yeah. normally in this movie there would have been at least one guy who turned out to be a rapey jerk at yeah. some point but none of these guys actually do yeah. like yeah. even the girl that um they call her out uh at the gossip thing for like hooking up with this guy two summers ago or whatever yeah. when they actually do get together she's like oh yeah and he's like it's our anniversary and she's like what like she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's the one being oh, all shoot. sweet or yeah. even the thing with spaz like you already talked about how they just held hands but before that he's asking her like well how many guys have you kissed and he's not trying to be gross about it it's just like oh two and like and he asked her how it happened and then she's like well one was a jerk what happened with the jerk do well he just did it without asking or whatever yeah. you know and like and then that's it that's yeah. the end of the yeah. scene like yeah. <laughs> 
I kind of, I mean, I feel like that, Not I know we're harping, but I feel like that weird wrestling thing was like, it feels like it just was like a, like it might have even been like improv, but it was just like really yeah. like awkward. Like I don't, because it does, it feels so different from the rest of it that mm-hmm. I just think that it just was like, it came across so poor. Like maybe the the, however they cut it, there were parts maybe where yeah, like she something's missing. She winked at him, or she was like, "Oh, ha ha," or you know, like forgave him somehow, or, or, or something. she's just she just wasn't as much of a physical performer as yeah, as maybe. Bill Murray. So she was just like in the scene, she was like, "No, we can do it," but was just uncomfortable with like I, you know, I'm being picked up, I'm like not uncomfortable, like right. yeah. I'm not okay with this, but just like I can't maintain character as this is happening, That's and that true. came across. Yeah, she gets the tossed around like uh, he yeah. also like because he threw. If you, I watched it more closely this time because I watched this movie like a month ago, okay, and was like, uh, and then this time when I watched, I watched it in film again last mm-hmm. night. I was like paying close, mm-hmm. and he like throws himself off a few times, like as if like she's like throwing him around. Yeah, too. right. But it it doesn't like yeah, like you're saying, like she. I think she wasn't. She never looks like she's into it. Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. cut back but to her scene, like, smiling like, or anything. It might have been right. the acting, too, because it I just... I think it might have It been. felt very like that scene was supposed to play differently than it actually ended especially up Especially in shot. context with the rest of the movie. Yeah, because the rest yeah. of the film, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And especially, like, he's so, like... His talks with Rudy about her yeah. and how he's playing off his, like, his insecurities and how he kind of likes rocks. And it's just, like... Yeah, I feel like that scene something, and even on the commentary, like during that scene, they're just talking about like, oh, it's such a fun scene, and da, da, da. yeah, they didn't they didn't mention anything about it being like, I think oh, it's, it's a little weird or something, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it could be. wrong. And the thing that he's doing is like he's doing want. like a big like WWF like type wrestling oh, yeah. thing, and like I think if she even just played a little bit more and like, okay, I see what you're doing, yeah, like, yeah, 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 but she doesn't, and it <laughs> makes it it makes it it's a, it's a, it, it stands out for sure, yeah, yeah, but. That's enough of that. <laughs> I mean, what other scenes did you guys really love in this movie? Um, I mean, whenever Bill Murray is giving an inspirational speech about how much they suck, uh, is like uh, the first one's the basketball uh, game where he's yes. like, "Oh, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose bad, <laughs> but we're gonna lose with dignity." <laughs> I did like this basketball game. I really li- okay. So the what is it, North Star? The North Star cheerleaders were a lot better at dancing, even though no one yeah. at North Star has matching outfits. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but they were good dancers, whereas the Mohawk cheerleaders were not as good of dancers. But they had the amazing cheer that's death injury blood and pain mohawks mohawks win this game like i was like that is an amazing cheer (laughs) also whenever they were talking about the mohawk camp the music was all like native american i know yeah it was like (laughs) but in a way like i guess who knows if they were just doing it to do it but it also shows that those people are douchebags basically yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like well, the they first even have like a um a paper mache like indian redskin yeah. head on the oh, front yeah. of the bus yeah, like, yeah like the first the first time that you hear it it's when some kid shows up and he's like carry my golf clubs yeah <laughs> by the way all that is happening in a kmart parking lot yeah, yeah that was so great so no great. that makes sense though that's where the camp like pickup place normally was like yeah ours was like my parents would to drive me to the camp. I never got on a bus to go to meet somewhere and go to the camp. What was what was your camp called? I can't remember. Do you remember what your camp was called? Uh, the one I worked at was Row Camp. Row Camp. Well, do you remember what your camp was called? Camp Sherman. It's the Orange oh, County Girl Scouts camp. It was still. Camp Lucerne, I think. Cam- oh, Camp Lucerne. Well, guys, Uh-oh. speaking of camp Uh-oh. names, it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Oh, God. Uh, it's called Mystery Meat. <laughs> 
And in the game Mystery Meat, okay. uh, you're going to have to tell me, uh, I'm going to read you a name. You're going to tell me whether it is a camp, uh, because this is meatballs, uh, whether it's a camp or it is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, one of America's top rated summer camps or one of America's top rated restaurants. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I love this. And uh, each of you have five uh, in your category. And so whoever's not playing, if you could keep track of the score for them, that'd be great. Who wants to play first? Why don't they play? I'll keep score. Oh, no, there's three. Just oh. like while you're not playing. Oh, okay. Keep track. All right. Uh, well, should our guests go first? Yeah, John, you go first. John, you go first. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, you got this. So I'm keeping score. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number one on Mystery Meat is Totono. Ooh, Can you use it in a sentence? I, uh, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Totono. So I, it would either be a restaurant or it would be preceded by camp. Camp to town? Yeah, oh, I think it's a restaurant. Can we later talk about Rick D's? Yes. 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 Uh, I wanted to also call this Maitre D's, but I thought that was too much of a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, played. Played. well played, sir. Well played. You got the first one right. Well that was pretty uh, good. Uh, Totono is a Brooklyn pizzeria. Number two, Southwoods. That's a camp. <laughs> Listeners, you can't currently see the dancing that is occurring during that song every Southwoods time. Southwoods is a subway camp in upstate New York. Uh, Bix. By the way, the dancing is very refined and classy. <laughs> Bix is a restaurant. Damn! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Are we ever going to know what the bad sound is? It's a, it's a supper club with a swanky 1930s ambiance. Oh. Uh, Takaho. That is a camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh! He won. That's a, boys five, right? that's a boys camp in North Maine. Nope, he has one more. Anything that sounds slightly of cultural appropriation. Yeah. Is that's, that's and then a uh, little pine. Mm. I think that's. Mm, I think you're trying to trick me, <laughs> or is he trying to double trick you? <laughs> God, you're fucking in my head, man. You're in my head. I'm gonna go. Uh, it's a camp. It just oh! doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Well played. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. Oh, that is a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles. Uh, all right. M- me? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be contestant terrible. number two. I'm Time ready. to play Mystery Meat or Maitre D's. What do we prefer here? We're gonna we we'll call it Maitre D's. <laughs> Maitre D's. Uh, <laughs> blast. Uh, I'm gonna say that's uh, camp. Oh yes. my god. What? I'm gonna want to go to that camp. camp it, is an, it is an it's an Idaho Christian paintball camp. Oh. Christian paintball camp. Uh, hmm. Lazy Bear. Lazy Bear restaurant. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> yes. It's a communal dining experience in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, Katanga. Camp. It just Damn it. <laughs> I used the John Grant rule. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. Damn Kata- it. Katanga is a celebration of Italian cuisine. What? Uh, okay. Dakini. Camp. Dakini is an Oklahoma City day camp. Uh, And then Zoom. (laughs) 
Camp. Zoom. It just Damn doesn't it. matter. It just doesn't matter. Uh, I tell you, it just doesn't matter. Zoom is Robert Redford's restaurant in Park City. <laughs> what? That's terrible. What? Yes. All right. It's, it's your turn. turn. John's turn still in the lead. Yeah. Um, I guess you can keep score for yourself. Right? Sure. Okay. Uh, Grom's. Grom's is a restaurant. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> well, this is off to a great matter. start. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. Grom's is a Los Angeles youth surf camp. Uh, Timberlane. Uh, restaurant. It just doesn't oh, matter. Oh, come on. It just You've already matter. lost. No, I'm tied with you. I can still tie with you. Okay, okay, okay. That is a girls' camp in Woodruff, Wisconsin. What was it called? Oh. Tim- Timberlane. Timberlane. Okay. Huh, never heard of it. Skylark. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying restaurant. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. That is, I tell you, it just doesn't matter. That is a San Jose marine biology camp with a mermaid lagoon. Uh, wow. Well, oh. Blue water. Restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. Right one to heart. There's one to heart. It's a Vancouver seafood staple. And finally, Hawksworth. Hmm. Uh, camp. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yikes. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It is a glamorous and elegant waterfront dining experience. Oh, cute. Uh, Well, we know who won. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Is it a a cash prize or? uh, You get to uh, tell us more about Rick D's. That's right. (laughs) Let's take this time to talk about Rick D's. I mean, how the disco duck himself. How amazing is that track? It's so great. How amazing is it that Rick D's wrote and performed that? (laughs) I always thought he was a one-hit wonder, but I guess you got two hits. Yeah. Two, two, <laughs> two hits. Hit wonder. Let's count those. <laughs> two hits. Okay, Disco Duck was a number one hit on Billboard, and I could not find it on Spotify. What? The original version, at least. It's probably because, like, he wants all the monies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the so, very few monies. YouTube it was for me. <laughs> Uh, this is such a great song. It plays during the Olympiad yes. uh, section, which is just really fun. Do, do, and the the um, commentary, did they talk about where the title of the movie came from? Because like, there's a tennis sequence where someone's like, you meatball. I, I read no, about this in the Vanity Fair thing. Okay. Did okay. it not say in the no, commentary? No. So they said that like it was just completely random. Okay. That they were like... Oh, yeah, I think somebody said that earlier in the movie, but that had nothing to do with it. It was just <laughs> random, and it sounded good, and so we just, it looked good on the poster, and we just went with it. That's, that's so crazy. It's funny how that happens, where it's just like, John Carpenter talks about, like, yeah, there was never a movie called Halloween, so we made Halloween. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know how Google auto-completes your search queries? Like, I yeah. was like, why is Meatballs, like, yeah. called Meatballs? That was definitely one of, like, why is the movie Meatballs yeah. called Meatballs? Or where does the name come from? It was like, all these things were like, auto- How you make Babby? Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured it was like a take on, like, Goofball or something. Yeah. Like, they were yeah. all kind of, like, Stupid Meatballs, yeah. Like, why was that one dude named Wheels? Wasn't he nicknamed Wheels? Like, he yeah. was never on wheels. <laughs> yeah. He never was like... And he didn't run. He didn't roller skate or anything. Yeah. He yeah. didn't run. He didn't... Yeah. He wasn't in the Burger King Kids Club. He was wearing knee pads while they were playing basketball. Oh, maybe he likes to skate, maybe? Yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't write down anything about him, so it must have not been an interesting <laughs> child star check-in. I only wrote down like the top seven that I thought Fair. were somewhat interesting. Fair. Seven is a lot. Yeah. Well, I think he had he had another name. I just don't. All I see is wheels. I think that's all it was. Mm-hmm. There you go. Did you talk to your doctor about that? Yeah. All I see are <laughs> wheels. wheels. <laughs> Doc, wheels, wheels everywhere. everywhere. Flying out of windows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... What's your guys' favorite uh, intercamp event here? I love the uh, the spaz like stacking cups thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, he gets his m- moment in the sun. I like the comeuppance of this because there is uh, a Camp Mohawk person who's going to sabotage Spaz mm. with a slingshot, and we've already uh, seen him sabotage somebody else earlier. Yes. Yeah, we get to see like. Day one of the Olympiad, we see Mohawk sabotaging like every event. Right. Oh, yeah, they sabotaged like a five year old kid who probably couldn't swim. Yeah. Because the <laughs> yeah, event was, was holding onto up. a beach ball and paddling <laughs> across the thing. And they pop his beach ball and he starts drowning. And they, cool. they broke that girl's ankle? Yeah. Like, what a bunch of thugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's so messed and up. And then they get their comeuppance. Yeah. That's right. Day two is all about. He, the North Star campers fighting back. I agree. He's in the zone because he gets like this first kiss on the... T- and, and this is how sweet and innocent the film could be too, where it's like he gets a kiss on the cheek and then he's suddenly like floating on the clouds and yeah. just like in the zone. And he's like Popeye with his spinach. Yeah. 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 And it just, it just works. I thought that was a fun event. Yes. One that I hadn't seen before. I've seen, like, the potato sack race and all that stuff. They talk about the egg toss, but I don't think we actually see an egg toss. Yeah, the hot dog eating contest was pretty gross. Uh, That, I was like, okay, so Fink, his name is Fink, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's going to go up against the stomach. (laughs) And Bill Murray's giving him this pep talk. And then the the contest, eating contest starts. And the entire time Uh. Fink is eating, Bill Murray is like, Shaking him and like moving him around, like come on, come on, come on, you're doing it, come on, man, you're doing this fake, you got this, you gotta be in the stomach. And I'm like, that would be so distracting. Yeah, yeah. I was trying totally to eat. making it worse. I would probably throw up. I'm like, dude, you're shaking me up too much. Yeah. I can't eat. By the way, the stomach was actually on the Canadian Olympian wrestling team. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that was gigantic. He looked. He looked like he could. Yeah. yeah. And then Fink, Keith Knight went on to be a very prolific voice actor, but uh, in 2007, he died from brain cancer. Oh, oh no. that's oh, so no. sad. But him and Spaz, Jack Bloom, stayed really good friends and were in like three different movies together. Oh, nice. And uh, Jack Bloom and his wife, Sharon Corder, are the directors of Real Canada, the sponsors of National Canadian Film Day. Which is apparently the largest uh, film festival because it goes across all of Canada at once. Ooh. So thereby, therefore, it covers the most geographic area. <laughs> so. uh, today is Canada Day, by the way. Oh, Happy Canada Day Perfect. to just tie, tying it all together. Yes, to our, brothers, recording. To our yeah. brothers and sisters up north. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the chemistry between uh, the actor uh, who plays Fink and Jack Bloom, who plays Spaz. Um, they have this scene where they're like playing tennis against these other two girls. <laughs> and it was just like this slapstick physical comedy, like tennis scene where like, you know, they're the, they're the worst tennis players yeah. doing everything wrong. And then I love that. Like you think that, you know, by the end of the scene, you think, Oh, the girls are going to be really good. Like they finally served a ball over and the girls are going to be really good and make yeah. fools of them. And the girl also like runs back to get the ball and like falls backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No stuntman or anything falls yeah. backwards and hits her head on the fence. And I just thought that was a really cute and fun scene for those guys. 
the the speech. The, it just doesn't matter. Oh my god! Like, pretty pretty iconic. They just let Bill Murray go wild yeah. in that scene. I mean, I felt like that they had to have like thought about that when it came, like, because they were just coming off Animal House, right? Yeah. And it was like that speech when when John mm-hmm. Belushi gives his speech and is mm-hmm. like, "When the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor," <laughs> and then there's like, "Bill, Bill, can you can you do this?" Yeah, can, yeah. Can you do a speech? <laughs> Ivan was like, "Bill, can you uh, can you make this happen?" Because Ivan was like, he didn't direct, but he produced. Yeah. He was one of the producers on yeah. yeah. Animal House. So like, they were all in that like National Lampoons and in the or the SEC SCTV. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's it again. It's the the kind of when I was talking about it being in the same genus as those frat boy movies. Like, but it, it's kind of like in the same world where it's it's the kind of like this working class versus elites thing. Where and 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 you know, it's, it's Camp Mohawk is the cartoon version of that. Where it's like they will do everything to fuck you up. They're like you're always gonna be richer than you, and like there's something absurd and kind of great about this speech. Uh, because it's so honest and so yeah. pointless, but like the rallying cry is the absurdity of it. And I watched the scene a few times, and like I swear to God, like the uh, the the reactions from everyone in the are audience, real. They sound yeah. so real. They yeah. sound like they're like you know having honest laughter, and like sometimes their faces just look shocked at what he's saying. Yeah, I, that's why I really feel like he must have just like totally went off the rails and yeah. like improvise this whole thing. Or like while they're doing coverage, he was just improvising even more crazy yeah, shit. Possibly. Yeah. But like, so, it's great. Yeah. I have to like story time for a second yes. about this speech. I haven't like talked about this in a while that I was uh, trapped in the USC Trojan marching band for 11 years, but I didn't realize that, uh, that this cheer comes like from this movie and we would do this cheer in band because (laughs) but like flip it around to insult other people even though it's supposed to be self-deprecating like because a lot of stuff from the band they're still doing what they did in the 70s and 80s and so this cheer like we would do it when if if we had a huge lead and but the game was still going it would usually be the cheer would be hurry up and lose like hurry Uh up and lose and then if the other team that was losing tried to like um, review a play or there was a foul and the right, oh, then it would be, it just doesn't matter. It's just like over and over again. And then when I heard that in this movie, I was like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I didn't know that no. that was from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally probably spent hours of my life doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, so funny. So. it's an iconic Bill Murray scene in my opinion. Yeah, it absolutely oh, is. Yeah. Uh, I just love it. Uh, it's it's raw. I did I did like in before the the eating scene too. Another classic Bill Murray where he's like he's giving Fink the pep talk of just like you know what they're saying. You're saying win today. The kid Fink picks up a hot dog to listen to. He's like, okay. no, it's a couple of these guys over here. <laughs> that was awesome. I was that's where I felt like that had to have been ripped. Where he was just like he's like no no it, it's a couple right over here. <laughs> Apparently that that guy Keith Knight Fink actually. Ate a hundred hot dogs throughout the filming Ooh. of like because all the coverage they had to do, he ended up eating a hundred hot dogs and, and being yuck. shook by Bill Murray the whole was, time. Was, <laughs> How did he not puke? God. I know that sounds. He awful. kept like he probably he kept tickling his stomach. Yeah, he, pro- like, he, he probably he probably did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, this movie definitely plays into the fat jokes, uh, but I I also feel like that they, they it, I didn't. 
Like, yeah, it, it does too, but I also felt like none of the people like hated him or like were really right. Into, like, he was still part of the group. It, yeah. He like went on the fire camp trip and with everything with Yeah, the, he was part the of the group. He's just unworthy of love because he's fat. Yeah, that's true. He didn't yeah. get any. And then the nerdy girl with glasses, also unworthy of love. But everybody else got paired off, that's so it worked out. That's yeah. true. That's true. It, Yes. <laughs> All of that. But it, but like you were saying, though, it was nice that, like, you noticed, like, they weren't bullied at this camp. Right. Right. Like, whereas, like, when Spaz coming out of the Kmart, like, the other, I think the other camp mm-hmm. counselors, like, bully him. And that was, like, the one thing I noticed was, like, even though, like, they got, like, a little ridicule, like, when they pulled off. Fink's pants, it was because mm-hmm. he was like, they were trying to spy he was on being the girl's creepy. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, you know what? And he got his comeuppance. Yeah. But like, they weren't, but I did notice when they played the basketball game, like, it was just so forced that they were like having him eat like a candy bar while yeah. he, was, he always had food. And, with him. and he had like a candy bar tucked into his shorts. Yeah. And then like at the end when they're like, we gotta, you know, when they're like, we gotta celebrate, you held hands. And he brings out the cooler that's fucking just filled <laughs> like to the brim with just. I, it's Good a Lord. weird, yeah. It's a weird situation where you feel like the filmmakers are making more fun of him than like the than actual, the yeah. Like, camp counselors and everyone it, it almost felt forced because like within it they were just like no one was really mocking him at all yeah because even when they are like poking fun it has the feeling of more like you know just you know as friends he still when felt you make, like one of them yeah when you exactly you're one of us you're still our friend we, we're gonna poke fun of you because we love you and for fun you know yeah it was almost like Never yeah, felt exactly the filmmakers it, were just like even when they're like hey uh, we got a show he's overweight yeah <laughs> In one of the amazing like voiceover things, there's like, uh, there's a very large, there's a very fat pair of pants hanging from, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> from the flagpole this morning. <laughs> but even then, like they're being creepy, they're listening to the girls, but they don't really see anything or hear much yeah. of anything. Yeah. Well, they just hear them like joking around about a romance novel. And I yeah. love, I love that scene too because it shows kind of like the naivety and like, but also like they're at the precipice of like being adulthood because like they're talking about like I wonder what it, like it's the romance novel is describing an orgasm. Basically. Yeah, they're like oh, it sounds great. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, and then they pull off his pants, but not his underwear, and they put yeah. the pants on the flagpole and they slap his butt a couple of times with the fly sweater, yeah. Yeah. and that's it. Which like, he deserves because he was being a creep. Yeah. yeah. So it's not he does get stuck underneath the, the the cabin. The cabin. Yeah, I wonder how long they left him there. Yeah. Oh well. But that was bad All because night. he thought that it was um, Spaz pulling his pants off, and so he said, "What are you, homo?" Yeah. I was like, Ugh. That was another Whatever. bad line. But. Yeah, but I mean, fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah, back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true, true. Uh, well, I mean, we're getting towards the end of of summer here. Uh, year one uh, at Camp That's right, North only Star, one Camp year Star. of summer. Yeah. We have three more. Right. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts or uh, anything you want to get to? There's no such thing as a four-mile marathon. I, uh, <laughs> or a four-mile relay! They have no idea what this event is! A marathon is always 26.2 miles. There's no such thing it's as a four-mile marathon. Yeah. Also, if they're in Canada, it would not be... Yeah, kilometers. Anyways. Yeah, it would be yeah. kilometers. Was it supposed to take place in Canada? I know. No, it's supposed I don't to take so. place in America. Yeah. Probably yeah. Like, but anyway, a four mile marathon is still not a thing. <laughs> well, no, the first thing he says is like, oh, he can run the relay. Like he calls it a relay. Like Morty calls it a relay first. Yeah. And then he says, oh, he can run the marathon. It was a camp marathon. <laughs> exactly. 
That scene has one of my favorite lines of from Bill Murray in the whole movie. He's like, he's like, come on, Marty, make up your mind. <laughs> Just the way he says it was so funny to me. Uh, oh yeah, we yeah, and Rudy, uh, he doesn't want to be with any of the kids or do anything, uh, but he likes to run. And his special Rudy sk- the Wabbit, well, yeah, Rudy the Wabbit. Uh, his special kill comes skill. His, his special, special kill skill uh, comes in and. <laughs> Kill the runner while you're in the woods. No one will know. It saves Camp North Star. I did really that, that, like this you, little kid. You say though. that that does happen in What on American Summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What were you saying? Oh, I I liked this little kid. I thought he was good. Um, Chris yeah, Makepeace, like which we job. we talked about earlier, that he uh, is was in My Bodyguard yeah. later and did a bunch of other acting. Yeah, I love it. My Bodyguard. I need to watch it. I love the intro to it. Bill Murray's like, oh, you must be the short, depressed kid we ordered. (laughs) (laughs) But their relationship's like actually super cute. It is. Yeah. Well, because you can tell that Bill Murray was that kid at camp. Yeah. It's it's like, it's almost a different movie completely, which makes sense why you said that they did a lot of that in Mm -hmm. reshoots. But um, yeah, I liked it. Um, uh, Another thing is that they weaved in a bunch of public domain songs into the score. To like, oh, yeah. they kept yeah. weaving in the Brahms lullaby every yeah. time they would move Morty. That part out. was so great. I love that cue. Uh, it's just so funny. And then they they weaved in the uh, all of your chorus at some point. Uh, Elmer Bernstein. They were talking about him on the commentary too. Uh, you know, he was just coming off working with Ivan Reitman mm-hmm. on uh, Animal House, and you know they had such a low budget on this movie, um, and originally he like didn't want to do it. Um, but they were like, it's got to be him. Like, he's he's just so good, you know. Uh, and so he finally agreed to do the score, but only if he got, like, a percentage of the film. Oh, wow. Profits. And, uh, yeah, so he he uh, made out pretty great on this one. Did, yeah. It did pretty well, the box office? It did really well yeah. uh, in theaters. It, it, so it got picked up. Yeah, I think so. It, it got picked up by um, Paramount, which had already, like, they were talking about how it already they already had five movies set for that summer, but it ended up being the most popular one oh, <laughs> out wow. of what they they uh, put out. Um, and the reason being, you know, is because so yeah, it was PG thirteen, and it was like all the kids wanted to go see it, and then also the parents wanted to go as well because it was nostalgic for them, right. reminding them of like going to summer camp and everything. So it was like a huge, huge thing, big franchise, three more movies. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Is it time that we got into Wait, the ratings? There's three more. There's three more. I don't know why I thought there was three total. Oh, oh no, there's three more. God. But they're, I mean, they're not really related to this one. Well, we'll find out. We we'll, don't know. Okay. Is, we'll find yeah. out. Um, well, okay. Should we rate before we predict? Yeah, let's rate. How many uh, sombreros full of peanuts would you give? <laughs> <laughs> Meatballs. We didn't even talk about that scene. Yeah. Right. It was a great scene. Uh, I Kids ended- starving in India. You're walking around with a sombrero full of peanuts. Uh, I ended up giving it seven sombreros full of peanuts out of ten. Um, I went into this movie, you know, knowing like that it was coming uh, uh, from some of the people from Natural Lampoon and uh, Animal House, and I expected it to be like super raunchy mm-hmm. or like sex comedy type movie. Um, and I was surprised that it was like so full of heart and pretty sweet, you know, save for a few, uh, unfortunate scenes that we talked about, but I don't really, you know, I don't, I can't really hold those scenes against the movie completely. Um, you know, it's from a different time. Um, and it's, it's good to reflect back on those things, but, um, I just, uh, 
really enjoyed this film. And like I was talking about it way back at the beginning of the podcast, like I hadn't seen this movie, but it still like gave me this feeling of nostalgia, even watching it on the first run through. And Bill Murray is just like killing it in this movie. Um, there's a few times where maybe I thought like, oh, someone who hates Bill Murray would be like, oh god, this is so annoying. But <laughs> yeah, most of your arguments against Bill Murray can be found in this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I was just having a lot of fun with it, and I enjoyed the sweetness and the music is great. Like the fact that they wrote all these original songs. I know Eliz, you were annoyed by the the children, uh, the "Are You Ready for the Summer" <laughs> song in the beginning, but that has been like in my head all weekend in a good way. Uh, I love it because um, you're ready for summer. Exactly. It's just like, I don't know. It just put a smile on my face immediately. Um, so I really enjoy this movie and, you know, thinking about it over the weekend and just like the impact that it's had on, uh, you know, all these other summer camp movies that I really love. Um, I think it's, uh, it's awesome. And I, yeah, I gave it a seven out of 10. I think I'll give it a six sombreros for the peanuts. I don't think I enjoyed the movie as much as I appreciated like how it spawned a genre of movies. Like it's kind of crazy how much it came along. And it's kind of like one of those things where I've seen the tropes reinvented and, and put through where like none of it feels fresh to me um, in a way that uh, I probably would have felt if I saw it the first time. I think that there's something incredibly valid about this underdog against these established, you know, alpha male douchebags uh and like i said like there's so many movies that are built out the foundation this this movie lays i think that there's everything that's also problematic from the legacy of those movies is also in this movie Mm -hmm. and i don't think that it can completely wash its hands of it but it's also more innocent than those things it's kind of like i said it's the genus of those the all those frat boy movies but like you also see all the themes that are underneath it that work extremely well in monsters university or things like that that have none of those issues um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think that it's, it's, it was really fascinating to go back and see and watching kind of a more raw Bill Murray was also pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and also a little much at times. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scene where he's like, gets on a motorcycle like we heard in the trailer and yeah. just screams for like 30 <laughs> seconds. And you're like, what? <laughs> That kind of stuff yeah. is like a little like, huh? Okay, Johnny Depp did that in Pirates of the Caribbean 4, so. <laughs> he gets on a motorcycle? No, he does like, he screams for like literally 50 seconds. A, oh, yeah. And then they put it in World of Colors. So that one where he jumps it. off the cliff? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I will give it also six sombreros, sombreros full of peanuts. Um I, I understand, Justin, what you're saying, that you can't, like, in a way, you can't hold those things against the movie because it's from a different time, but, like, also, you kind of can hold those things against the movie <laughs> because it's from a different time in some ways because, like, it, it, it it's so hard because, yes, I understand that things were different then, but at the same time, like Tyler was saying earlier, it kind of, like this is just one piece of the pie that spawned, like, this generation of guys thinking that they can do things a certain way and it's not all it's not like it's all on bill murray it's not all on this movie but it definitely contributed to like these attitudes going forward and um 
I don't know, like I'm just a person in 2019. And so I can only judge it by like those standards because even though I can try to think of it from what it was like back then watching it, I don't really, I can't really have that experience. And so I have to like on my own terms, just judge it by like what it is now. Yeah. I, I think guess. that the, the way that I think about it is like at the time their intentions were good. They weren't intending to do all these sure. things. It's just 30 years in retrospect. It's like, I can't, help but interpret it that way right right yeah and i think this came up to somebody was talking to us on twitter about um glenn from child's play and the trans thing and we had like kind of taken that movie to task for it and they were saying oh it was really really you know progressive for its time but like yes sure but it doesn't hold up to the standards that we have now for how we talk about trans people just like how this movie doesn't stand up to the standards we have now and it wasn't about consent the, ex- so. the experience that I had watching it in 2019. Like, yeah, exactly. If I had gone that time machine, maybe you'd be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, six is what I say. But full of peanuts. Mm. Yes, lots <laughs> yes. of peanuts. How about you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the opposite direction and go with eight. Ooh, some bros. Nice. But I also this movie is a. I saw this movie when I was mm-hmm. much younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think what I love about this movie is that it has like. In innocence to it that I think is hard to find now mm-hmm. in films that are made now. I think there's like there's not like a cynicism to it, mm-hmm. and so where whereas it does stumble, having like grown up especially through the '80s, like I think I've seen the movies more so that contribute to what you're saying. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Porky's things like that that like are clear. Yeah, like I would actually say that I think they were trying to be progressive, whether or not they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it. it and I definitely understand that, like, trying to look at a movie now, like, it's just different, like, fuck. I mean, when I think about, like, Overboard, which I love as yeah. a film, and then the remake now where they had to flip it because, yeah. like, that movie's about <laughs> false imprisonment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the original one with Goldie Hawn is fucking adorable. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's terrible, but it's, like, it's adorable. And you, But some things, it's like you can't. You can't go back and make some movies that were made in a certain time yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie belonged in the 80s, mm-hmm. the Overboard Now, like, even though they flipped it and it was, like, the woman false imprisoning a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still was, like, you know what I mean? It was just, like, it just was, like, felt weird. <laughs> Whereas this movie, it, it feels natural sort of to its time. Um, so, I, you know, I think that it... In my mind, I think it's, and I love Bill Murray, and mm-hmm. so like seeing him just like riff through all these things, like right from the beginning, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And he just seems to kind of be like cut loose there. Yeah, and I think that's so. That in my mind is like what's great about it because it's it's something that I feel like I wrestle with whenever I go back and watch some of these older mm-hmm. movies, and even when I think about like literature and stuff, and it's just sort of like mm-hmm. you know, like well, how does this play? But like, it's hard to take something and. And, and judge it mm-hmm. now, even though it's all you can do in a way. Yeah, sure. But, you know, like, am I going to look at, like, Huck Finn? You know what I mean? It's just, like, some of these things. Definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, man, and, like, it's, yeah, yeah. and also, it's it's totally different when you have the childhood experience of seeing it. Totally. Like, yeah. well, right, like, right. And I saw those other films that were, right. like, the extreme, like, you know. Yeah. They made four or five. They made like at least four of those Porky's movies. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Ironically, by the way, set in Miami, where I'm from, yeah. which I did not realize at first. God. And it was just, it was just like, wait, this is Miami, and you're like, oh yeah, that is Miami. Well, and, and with this movie, there's something in it that's really great about, like you said, it's PG-13, and it's one of those things that's just like, PG. Oh, it's just PG. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That that it really had in mind that kids were going to come see the movie, and I think it was trying to put out 
good lessons. And like I said, I don't think that I think that what Bill Murray was doing at this time and the way that he was playing a male lead was not like any other male lead that yeah. was happening out there. In the end, like they're yeah. just trying to be funny and yep. make people laugh, you know, yep. and like those people were the people then. So you had to yeah, make those right. people Absolutely. laugh. Exactly. Like, no. no nudity. No nudity. No, no nudity. And even like the most salacious was just like one or two. You know what I mean? It was like very like. They play those scenes up in the trailers like it's going to have boobs. <laughs> but like it, but it was very, very in it. Like yeah, they were wearing swimsuits. Yeah. Like that was it. Yeah. Super, super tame. Yeah. <laughs> just the poster is so disjointed from the actual movie. Well, you, it is ridiculous. I feel like that had to have been Paramount being oh, like. For oh, sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we need some tits and ass. Yeah. yeah. And we're we are pushing this. Sex comedy. Yeah. We want as many kids. Yeah. Can you imagine how disappointed you would be if you were like if you're, you're like <laughs> if, you, if you were a real you're creep in the eighties, no, like a teenager, yeah. not a creep, <laughs> like a teenager. I mean, is it a creep like, if I'm you're go curious about groups? like yeah. looking at an? Like, no, no, no. I meant like I was thinking. I think like, everyone's kind of like a fifty-year-old dude. Oh, okay. at that point, right? But I think the trailers don't emphasize the young kids in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's all like no, the trailer. Like they show that trailer with Spaz looking at the girls' boobs and like that's the and then you thought like oh man I'm. Might see boobs, boobs or something, you know, like exactly. And then you go and you're just like, you're like I saw boobs oh, in airplane. Really that was PG. This is like uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sixteen candles before PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh, but oh, talk about movies that like yes. question some of those things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of Meatballs. But luckily, there's a Meatballs Part Two coming up right next week. What? Do we have a subtitle? It's called Meatballs Part 2. Oh, okay. As I just <laughs> said. The, right. second, the second helping. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. The Part 2 makes it sound like it's a continuance. But Wait, what year? How many 1984. years? 1984. So, Do we think later. we're back at Camp North Star? Sure. Probably? Maybe? Not, Bill Murray's not going to be there. I don't but think. see, now you're like in the middle of the 80s. And yeah. So you're right in like the Porkies. And yeah. Like, I feel this like... This is where like... It's gonna, Innocence is gone. It's going to turn into a yeah, guys, I feel like I feel like that we're going to be. I'm going to be retroactively changing my score to this to a ten <laughs> yeah. as, as, we, as we go down this road. I think you might be right. I don't know because you're, you're basically going from Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that is, that is exactly what is happening. Well, that is my favorite description of this. <laughs> we'll see if we're right. Uh, yeah. uh, but in the meantime, uh, Eliz, where can people send us their camp stories? And if they find that cover of the Lisa Loeb. <laughs> yes, please do email us. SequelRights at gmail.com. And find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SequelRights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. B- uh, podcast. 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 <laughs> Give us five Camp North stars. Uh, and listen to us on Spotify. We're on Spotify. And uh, every listen there helps. Uh, and thank you so much, John, for being here. Uh, yes, that was it was fantastic. so fun having you on the podcast for directing our, our our first summer at camp. That's right. <laughs> we needed your help to guide us through the summer. Um, in Meatballs Part Two, do we all get to be spirits? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, well played, sir. <laughs> well played. Um, John, is there anywhere people can uh, follow you online if uh, if you would like them to? Sure. It. Uh, I think my. Twitter is my dive bar at my dive bar, ah. and my Instagram is just my name. All right, perfect. yeah. When when I did that, I just I didn't realize you're supposed to be cool and creative and like. Come up with <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I want people to be able to find me, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that makes sense too. 
especially if you're a professional. Uh, Well, yeah, that's going to bring us to the end, but you know what? We are still ready for summer. There's more summer coming next week with Meatballs Part 2. Are you ready for summer?